0: 2 years ago the coolest thing happened. I got this gift in the mail from my college roommate, very close friend of mine. She's an extraordinary jewelry designer. Her name is Haverhill and her line is called Haverhill. And she sent me this little O in the mail. It was like a little necklace with an O on it for Oliver. And I had had a psychic reading around that time and the psychic said, you're gonna get a gift in the mail with the initial O and it's gonna be really meaningful for you. And so I got it and I was like, oh my God, the psychic was right. I got this O in the mail and I didn't realize it at the time, but the O, while of course it is always for Oliver, was connected to my son Owen, my son that I lost. And I had this experience of realizing it months later when I had to let go of that child, that that O was really a message from him. And having this little necklace with my little O for Oliver and O for Owen is such an important part of my daily ritual, put on my necklace, think about my children, think about my son who's here and my son who's with me in spirit. And often jewelry can be really, really sentimental for us, particularly when it comes to birthstones and children and loved ones and just carrying the initials of someone we care for i've been wearing havel's jewelry for so many years now i have a necklace with oliver's birthstones around it i have a ring with my birthstone and now i've got my o jewelry that's just bringing that heart centered connection to both of my boys so with mother's day around the corner this is a moment to really be thinking about yourself as a mama the mamas in your life the people who even express maternal energy to you. This is a time to really cherish those relationships and give a gift that is meaningful. And whether it's a Mother's Day gift or not, I recommend that you give yourself the gift of a piece of jewelry that genuinely has meaning behind it, that has a birthstone that's personalized to you, a letter, a name, something that's going to really have a long-lasting connection. For me, that's how I wear jewelry. I don't take my jewelry off. I just wear the same pieces all the time and they all have meaning. They all have a connection. They all have a story. This is the most important time to be really celebrating our mothers, the mothers in our life and celebrating ourselves as moms. I want to really just introduce you to Haverhill's gorgeous jewelry. She's got this beautiful 14-karat gold jewelry that you can wear all the time, exercise, shower, sleep with it. She makes it in New England, and her pieces are handcrafted in their Rhode Island studio, and it's just this beautiful energy that's infused into every single piece. And these pieces are also so personalized because they come with this beautiful story, just like mine. My O will be a story that I will carry with me for a lifetime. And these are extraordinary quality pieces of fine jewelry made with 14 karat gold and using your own birthstones. So for Mother's Day, my beautiful friend Haverill is gifting you 15% off your order. You can go to Haverill H-A-V-E-R-H-I-L-L dot com and use code Gabby to get 15% off. That's H-A-V-E-R-H-I-L-L dot com slash Gabby for 15% off. Tell your husbands, tell your friends, tell your siblings, get these gifts for your mama, get it for yourself, mamas. Gift yourself something beautiful that's meaningful and that you'll cherish forever. Every piece of Hayrol's jewelry has a story to tell. And let yourself be gifted with a story this Mother's Day. Welcome back to Dear Gabby, my friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, this is such a beautiful show today. This is a beautiful episode where I'm sharing one of my talks from 2017. Oh, yes, we are going way back now. And it's an episode that's designed to remind you that you have a tremendous amount of greatness within you that you are here to be happy, that you're here to receive, that you're here to accept all of the grace and the joy and the peace that you want in your life. And so often we walk around life just feeling like we aren't worthy of what we want or we have to struggle to succeed. And this talk is gonna turn that around for you. You're about to hear my personal playbook for choosing a life filled with miracles. I'm going to give you my step-by-step approach to getting started on your own spiritual path and why learning how to let go and surrender and forgive can be your greatest virtue and will really help you change your life instantly. I'm really excited for you to hear this. So just let this episode be a reminder that all that you desire is truly available to you when you choose for it. Enjoy the episode and share it with your friends. And maybe even just listen to it a few times because it's one of those messages we really need to let sink in. Enjoy the show. So Michaela left a few things out of the story about when we first met. She left out the part nine years ago, I walked into a nightclub and I see this little tiny Aussie girl wearing this wild dress (laughs) up to here. It was her spots and stripes dress. And it had spots on her boobs and stripes down the front. And she was wearing spots and stripes that she had designed. And I walk up to this little girl and I go, first of all, you look so much like me. And I said, I think we're going to be friends. And I grabbed her by the hand. and I started dancing on the tables with her and double kissing everybody I saw and introducing her to anyone that I knew and being like, oh, you really might like that guy. And just showing her this wild New York nightlife scene dancing on the table, screaming at the top of our lungs, running around a New York City club in our early 20s. Very, very fitting. And Michaela was probably looking at me thinking, this woman is wild, she's crazy, and she probably won't remember me tomorrow. She probably expected that I was drunk, high, whatever, by the way that I was acting. But little did she know, I was six months sober, and beginning my spiritual recovery. This was the very beginning of a journey that would set me off on a path that I could not fathom what it could possibly become. Six months earlier, had I met Michaela in the nightclub, I wouldn't have even seen her because I was wearing fear-based goggles. I wouldn't have been able to see her because she was too bright for the darkness that I was living in. She wouldn't have been a reflection for where I was at. I wouldn't have been able to see her make a connection because I would have been so deeply rooted in my addictive behaviors with my work addiction, trying to work the room and find a new client and push and control and manipulate and try to get ahead. Or I would have been too consumed with my love addiction, searching the nightclub for that next boyfriend who would make me feel complete so that I could wake up in the morning feeling some sense of safety and security. Or she would have been completely unseen because of my deep drug addiction because I would have been staring at the bathroom door waiting to watch somebody walk in with drugs. So I would have missed Michaela. But thank God I didn't, because that day was a divine encounter. It's one of those divine encounters. When you meet someone on your path, someone who will be a catalyst for you to support you and guide you and awaken you to the power and the presence of who you are here to be. And on that day, Michaela became my best friend and my spiritual running buddy. And together, we held hands walking through the streets of New York City walking to meditation meetings and going to these juice joints that were really fabulous and new, and opening our hearts and our minds to spiritual practice. And at that time, I was so awake and present to whatever type of guidance I could possibly get my hands on. I was so hungry for change and hungry for recovery and hungry for a new perception. And I was so ready and I was so willing and I was so receptive. And most importantly, I was humbled. I was humbled by my addictions. I was humbled by my bottom. I was brought to my knees and I was humbled by the spiritual path that had been placed in front of me. And so I just kept saying yes. It was like I was awake in a dream just saying yes, 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 yes. And as I continued to humbly surrender and say yes, I was given the guidance that I needed to completely awaken to a presence far greater than my own. One day I was with a mentor of mine in my spiritual recovery group. She was this tiny little New Yorker with a real smoker's accent, smoker's voice, the New York accent big boobs, little woman, blonde hair, and she was my mentor in my sober recovery. And she handed me this book. And the book was Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love, which is really the cliff notes to a metaphysical text called A Course in Miracles. It's her interpretation of the text A Course in Miracles, and it's been called the cliff notes to the course. And this little blonde woman with her raspy voice hands me the book and she says, I just changed your life, kid. <laughs> and she did. I read the book in one night. I woke up the next day and was like, oh, yeah, this is the shit I've been looking for. And she explained the principles of A Course in Miracles. Through the experience of unlearning fear and remembering love, you can restore your thoughts back to peace, back to the presence of your power back to the magnitude of who you are and what is within you. I said, hell yes, sign me up for that. I want more. And I remember one night, Michaela and I drove out to New Jersey, which is about an hour from New York City. And we got in my little car and we drove out to New Jersey. And we walked in to go see Marianne Williamson speak in a church. And we walked into the church and there were banners across the walls and the ceilings and they said only love is real expect miracles mikhail and i looked at them and we're like yeah <laughs> we were the youngest people in the room by 40 years <laughs> and and it was awesome because we felt like we were in this thing that no one knew about we're new to this is awesome we have this fabulous new thing happening and we were so moved and i remember how nervous i was because i was obsessed with marianne and I really made her an idol, which I later learned as being a student of A Course in Miracles is making people your idol is a no-no, and we'll talk about that later today. But at the time, I had made her an idol, and I just was so nervous. I had this really important question to ask her, and I just remember, oh my God, am I going to ask? Am I not going to ask? And all of a sudden, I raised my hand. It was like a power greater than me, got my hand up in the air, and I said, and of course she calls on me. I say, Miss Marianne, you've changed my life. And I looked at her and I got really serious and I said, listen, I'm moved by this text. How would you suggest I share these messages with my generation? And she locked in. Something came over her. I could see it. Something came over her, a presence that was saying, this is the real deal. Let's have a serious conversation. And she locked into my eyes and she said, read the text, do the workbook follow the teacher's manual and get on your knees and ask God how he plans for you to carry this message to your generation. And I felt it and I heard it and I knew it. And I said, got it. I'm in. I'm in. So as you probably know, I'm a mom of a four-year-old. And while it's the greatest, 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 greatest blessing in my life, it is also a germ factory in my house. (laughs) And so I do whatever it takes to keep my immune system super strong. And that's why I have put my faith and my trust in a supplement that has supported me and carried me through this nasty flu season, COVID times, all that's going on in the world right now. And those supplements are from a brand called Symbiotica. I grew up homeopathic, so I've always been really interested in supplements and natural remedies, and that's why I fell in love with Symbiotica. It's a health supplement company designing sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality, longevity, and to fill all those nutritional gaps. But for me most, I love this brand because it keeps my immune system strong. Symbiotica uses liposomal products, which means that they're really benefiting you because you're absorbing the product more. They have liposomal magnesium, L3-8. Magnesium is so essential that it's required for 80% of our body's metabolic functions. And in the United States, approximately 65% of adults are magnesium deficient. Are you kidding me here? The liposomal vitamin C is something that I would think every single human should have in their diet right now because we don't often absorb a typical vitamin C tablet. They have a really convenient and easy online quiz that will help you figure out the best supplements for your specific goals. And because you're a listener of this show, I'm hooking you up with a discount. Use code Gabby at symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or create a custom bundle and get up to 45% off. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Code applies on top of custom bundle discount. I continued on as a student of A Course in Miracles. Moment to moment, shifting my perceptions, practicing forgiveness, opening up to the willingness to look at my fear without judgment and humbly surrender it to the care of my inner guidance system. And on a moment to moment basis, I had these awesome perceptual shifts, which A Course in Miracles calls the miracle. The simplicity of a miracle is it is a shift in perception from fear to love. That's it. And as we add up those perceptual shifts, as we add up those moments of miracles, we begin to live a miraculous life. (sighs) And as I started to experience the miracles in my life, and I started to see my addictions lift, Food addiction that was just such a struggle for me for so many decades just lifted. I no longer needed to eat the whole cupcake. It just lifted. Or the addiction to romantic relationships. By the grace of God, the chains were removed from my ankles and I experienced a miracle. And anyone who is suffering from that addiction, I know how hard it is and I promise you that there is recovery available to you. Drug addiction lifted. The high I was seeking, I could find on my meditation pillow. The inspiration I was longing for, I could find on my meditation pillow. The connection and the romance I was looking for, I could find on my meditation pillow. The excitement and love for life that I was seeking, I found on my meditation pillow. And I was so inspired and moved by what was coming through me that I felt a very loud call. And this will happen to each and every one of you in your own ways. When you accept the spiritual invitation to show up to an event like this or crack open a spiritual book or go to a rehab center or walk into a 12-step meeting or sit your ass down on a meditation pillow or even step into a yoga class and say namaste... You have said, yes, show me what you've got. You have all accepted an invitation. And that invitation is not just for you. And that is what I experienced. That invitation was not just an invitation so that I could live a miraculous life, so that I could get on stage, so that I could have fun, so that I could wear fabulous clothes, so I could enjoy the subtleties of the miracles that were coming to me. The miracle was for me to share it. And the call was so loud. It was so loud and it was so strong. And I didn't know how I was going to share it, but I knew I had to. I was just showing up at random cafes and being like, who wants to talk about love? (laughs) And I also started to feel the call that I needed to write these lessons down, that I needed to put them into words. But the only problem was that I didn't know how to write. I had eighth grade English, and I had no literary experience. I didn't even read that much unless it was a self-help book. And I was just really, really stuck because I wanted to be able to express myself in the written word. And I knew that I wanted to have books in the world or a blog or a way that people could experience me if they weren't in New York City at the time. But I didn't know how, but I just did it. And I remember sitting with Michaela on my bed in my studio apartment in the West Village in New York City. And man, was she a good friend, guys. She would sit there and she would edit the most f***ed up sentences. <laughs> I couldn't put a one sentence together, but the intention and the love was there. And I knew I had to do it. I knew I had to do it. There was this voice within me that said you have to do this. And there was this beautiful quote that has been my mantra for my life and it was a Joan of Arc quote. I am not afraid. I am born to do this. And that just infused me as I sat there writing these horrible sentences. And God bless Michaela because she sat there and as much as I knew it, she knew it too. And sometimes you're sisters and brothers and spiritual running buddies will be your wings until you grow your own. And so those chapters that she edited became the first chapters of my first book, Add More Ink to Your Life. And it's a privilege to be able to see those words in print today. Now I can write really well just because I did it, just because I tried. And because I had to. Fast forward nine and a half years to yesterday. And yesterday I'm sitting in the Ezra's beautiful home with Michaela on her home couch that she grew up in, a place that I've been hearing about for almost a decade. And here I am staying in this home with all this love and all this generosity, sitting on the couch with their little baby Aaliyah in my lap as I'm typing into my iPhone the notes for this talk. And once again, Michaela is editing. And these are the types of relationships that we attract when we choose to live in the light. When we choose to live a miraculous life, we bring in friendships like this, we bring in resources like this. You end up in a room like this because you have said yes, you have accepted your invitation, and most importantly, you've become willing. You've had your own humble surrender. Maybe your humble surrender came on your knees when you had to put down that last drink and you said, it's done, I'm over. Or maybe your humble surrender came when that relationship of over a decade ends. Or maybe that humble surrender comes when you lose that job and you just do not know how you will pay the bills this month. Or maybe that humble surrender comes when the cancer comes back. Well, maybe that humble surrender comes when the cancer goes away because you're in so much fear of what life will be now that you're healthy. Wherever you are in your spiritual path is exactly where you need to be. Sometimes your humble surrender can come even when your life is awesome and you're just looking at your given circumstances and you're thinking to yourself, is this it? There has to be a better way. Even in that divine moment. Even the highest bottom can be the catalyst for your greatest change. But all you need is that humility and that willingness and that desire to surrender. And that is your first step in living a miraculous life. If you're a frequent listener of this show, you know that I love to snack. Yep, I do. And my business is growing and we have so many big projects and I've got a little four-year-old running around my house. So I am a busy, busy lady. And so I always have this one special snack right by my side and it is my perfect bar. Perfect bars are fresh from the fridge protein bars that are packed with protein. And I am a protein junkie, truly. The bars are super satisfying. They come in all these different flavors. They have 17 grams of whole food protein, people. Oh my God. My absolute favorite is the dark chocolate chip peanut butter and my son loves the salted caramel. And unlike any bar, they're made with freshly ground peanut butter, organic honey, 20 organic superfoods. And these protein bars also come in these really cute little snack sizes. They're made with whole food ingredients. And Like I said, they're really satisfying, delicious, like this cookie dough flavor. It's unbelievably good. And they're in the fridge, so they're fresh. And you just whip one out of the fridge. You've got your little breakfast. You've got your snack. You've got your food on the move. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly to your Venmo or PayPal account. Pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash Gabby to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash Gabby to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. And so before we get into the topics of today, I feel it is my responsibility to share with you the tools that I have been using for the last nine and a half years to go from being that girl lost in the nightclub to today, being here with you, sharing these expressions of the light. Would you like to know my spirit junkie ways? Good. I want to tell you, and you really had no choice. Okay. Okay. Step one, humbly surrender. Humbly surrender, witnessing and recognizing that you can no longer rely on your own strength. Witnessing how your life might have become unmanageable. Being willing to see in this humble surrender the chaos or the wreckage that you may have created and be open to just looking at it without judgment. And I want to be really, really specific about this being the non-judgmental witness. We cannot witness our fear with more fear. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to explain this to you. We cannot witness our fear with more fear. You know, when you're like on your spiritual path and you take a look and you're like, oh my God, I was just judging myself again. That is so bad. And I hate myself for judging myself so much. And now that I'm judging myself, I'm just going to judge that bitch over there. <laughs> the last time I curse, I promise. Gonna keep it clean. <laughs> that's how we go. We go into this guilt cycle, this judgment cycle. Uh, judging yourself, judging yourself for judging yourself, and judging somebody else, and it just becomes this crazy, chaotic cycle. So that's why I request of you to be the non-judgmental witness of your fear. The key to my success is on my spiritual path. Have been that I have been the most loving, forgiving, open witness of my fears. On a moment-to-moment basis, I have been in the experience of just humbly witnessing. Oh, you did it again. Oh, that wasn't so cute. You can pray for yourself. Just being in that witnessing place, but without judgment, just so much love and actually celebration. Because if you have the capacity to step outside of yourself, step outside of your perception of yourself and witness yourself from afar and see your reflection back to you and see how you may be out of alignment with love and without judgment, be able to see that and just look, that is something to celebrate. That is something to celebrate. Because the reason that we get stuck in addictive patterns and fear is because we are unable to witness the pattern we are in. We are unable to see the wreckage we are creating, or we are unwilling to admit what we have created. And so this is about being that non-judgmental witness, being able to see outside of yourself or to hear the voice that you have been creating and the noise and the chaos, or witness the destruction that you have created and totally celebrate it. Celebrate the practice of witnessing. When you witness these fears, say, yeah, girl, yeah, guy, you rock, you did it, you've seen it once again, and it's all good. The next step is to surrender it fully. And this is what A Course in Miracles calls the holy instant, when an ancient hatred becomes a holy love, when you take that fear, whatever it may be, the fear that you may have been creating, the witnessing of, OK, I'm about to go text message that guy that I know is really wrong for me, or I'm also going to text message that guy while I pick up that glass of wine and I turn on revenge. And you're in that moment. You don't know what to do and you don't know how to get out. And all you have to do is be the non-judgmental witness. See the wine, the text and the revenge and look very, very passionately and compassionately at your practice and say the magic words. Thank you, inner guide. I surrender this to you. Thank you for reorganizing my thoughts and restoring me back to love. You can come up with your own prayer, whatever works for you. You can say, thank you. That affirms that it has been done. Thank you for taking this from me. Thank you for reorganizing this for me. Thank you for reinterpreting this for me. Thank you for changing my mind. And your ego mind, your fear mind is going to be like, what the hell is that going to do? How is that going to possibly help me get out of my addictive pattern? How is that going to help me from not picking up that phone and texting that guy? How is that going to help me from not picking up the drink? How is that going to help me from not opening the refrigerator and just getting my head stuck in there? How is that going to possibly help me? Well, here's the thing. Prayer is the medium for miracles, And when we say a prayer and we ask for guidance from our inner wisdom, and for today, I want you to use whatever language is right for you, because my job isn't to come here and say, this is what you're supposed to think. My only job is to crack you open, then have you accept whatever information you want to create a spiritual path of your own understanding. It can be similar to mine. It can be different to mine. I don't care. I just want you to crack open to whatever it is to you. So you can call it inner wisdom. You can call it guidance. You can call it angels. You can call it spirit. You can call it universe. You can call it God. You can call it grandma. You can call it Elvis, Jesus, Buddha, whatever. Call it what resonates with you. Whatever resonates with you. And you call on this wisdom. Sometimes people like to call it their higher self, that voice of love that we forget to ask for. That voice of love that we detour it from, that voice of love that we have built a wall up against so that we no longer hear it, it's just a whisper. But the good news is about a whisper, is a whisper can become really loud if you let it. So calling on that voice opens an invisible door. Calling on that voice opens an invisible door within your subconscious mind. And calling on that inner wisdom and that highest self experiences this opportunity for you to really welcome in that presence of that higher self and that voice so that you can hear a voice beyond your logical mind. And the voice beyond your logical mind is the voice of your intuition, which is going to be the crux of what we talk about today, the voice of love. The voice that has no judgment, the voice that has no separation, the voice that has no attack, the voice that is there to guide you to walk up to a sister like Michaela and say, I really like your dress and we're going to be friends. The voice of love that gave me the inspiration to raise my hand and say, Marianne, I need your help. The voice of love that helped me write those words onto that page, even when I couldn't put a sentence together. That voice of love becomes the voice that will guide us to our highest potential, and most importantly, to our highest purpose. So calling on this voice ignites what the Course calls the holy instant. When we take the unholy thought, the thought of fear, the thought of judgment, the thought of separation, the thought of addiction, and we surrender it to our inner guidance system to restore it back to holiness, to make it holy, to make it light, to bring light to the darkness. And so that's the simplicity. That is the simplicity of what is available to you. You witness without judgment the crazy chaos that you're in, and you're halfway through that refrigerator, and you say, inner guide, I need to get out. Help me out. And then something will happen. The doorbell will ring, and you have to get out of the refrigerator. Or a song will come on, or a rush of love will come through you, and you'll feel that you got to go, that it's time to go. And the magic happens when we make that commitment to choose again, that's where the miracle happens. The miracle arises out of the conviction, the conviction of, I don't know what to do with this. My logical mind is not strong enough to handle this. Actually, my logical mind is the littleness within me. I need to awaken to the magnitude within me. Take this from me. And you will experience wild, wild effects. You will experience people walking up to you saying exactly what it is that you need to hear. I was talking to a friend yesterday and he has been struggling with addiction. And he was telling me a really beautiful, miraculous story about the point when he really hit his knees and he had no idea what to do and he had no idea where to go or what to say or how to get out. But he was starting to say out loud, I'm ready for my sign. I'm ready for my miracle. And some woman who he thought was cute invited him to a party. And he could not muster up the strength to get out the door. He could not muster up the strength to get out the door, but his coworkers got him dressed. And his coworkers were the angels that he needed to be his wing so he could get out that door. And they got him dressed and they put his best outfit on and they said, get the F out of here. That woman is too hot. Go. <laughs> and so he went to the event. And the woman that he went to see was running around hosting the event, being very, very kind and introduced him to another friend of hers. And this person that was the friend walks up to my friend and he says to him, how are you doing? What's going on? And for whatever reason, actually, I can tell you why, because my friend had already been in the conversation of surrender. Because he had started saying, I need a sign, because he had started saying, I need a miracle in his own way, whatever that meant to him, he started to stay in the dialogue of, I need a miracle, which unconsciously, whether he knew it or not, he was calling on spirit for help. He said, I need a miracle. The person next to him started to engage with him about some of his own personal stuff. And my friend started to feel comfortable opening up with his own personal stuff. And just very humbly just started to say, you know, I've been in some addiction and it's been difficult for me. And this man looks at him and he says, I have one word for you, Meadows. And Meadows is a very famous recovery center in the US. And for whatever reason, my friend was willing in that moment to receive that information because he had opened up the invisible door to change his perceptions, to be willing to receive guidance and to be willing to wake up because he knew he was here for far more. He knew he was here for recovery, he knew he was here for strength, and he went the next day to the meadows and spent five weeks there, and now is on a beautiful, miraculous journey of recovery. And that is how the holy instant plays a role in our life. We may not even know that it's happening, And my friend's case, he had no idea. He just surrendered humbly and started to speak to himself and to others about his willingness to change. And in the humility of his willingness to change, he opened an invisible door to receive that one word that would be the catalyst to get his ass on an airplane and fly him to the meadows. And so that's really the simplicity of the holy instant. It's that information can come into our subconscious or our conscious mind because we are now available to receive it. Does everyone get that? You all with me? And so it's going to come in a way that you may not imagine, but that is the path. Witnessing without judgment, humbly surrendering, and humbly asking for your inner guidance system or your highest self to take that fear from you and reorganize it and then reinterpret it for you. And your job is to just pay attention to what is being guided to you your guidance is going to come through the form of people. Your guidance is going to come through the form of friendships. Your guidance is going to come through the form of music. We don't know how the email got into our inbox. We don't know how that voice came through at the divine moment when we needed to hear it most. But all we're here to do is just say thank you, thank you, thank you, and continue to say yes in the happy dream. Now, the next and probably most important part is to forgive. Forgiveness is the bedrock of a spiritual practice. Forgiveness is the invisible door, actually, that opens. Through the experience of forgiveness, we receive the miracle. And the key to forgiveness is to let go of your agenda because your logical self is going to say, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to forgive. But your higher self is just going to say, just be willing. I have a great example of forgiveness. A few years ago, uh, a mentor of mine who I really, really admired a lot and really looked up to posted something on his Facebook page that was kind of condescending towards me. You know, when someone posts something and it's like supposed to be like promotional for you, but it's still a little bit condescending. And it was his own ego and was his own stuff. And it wasn't necessarily mean or malicious. It was just his own stuff. And he posted on his Facebook page, you know, to support me, but it came off as a little bit condescending. I was irate. I went a little Scorpio. I was so angry, and I just started calling all my friends and being like, I am cutting him off, screw him. I am so mad, how dare he? How could he possibly write something like that? How dare he put me out into the light like that? How dare he disrespect me, blah, 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 blah. I'll never speak to him again, I'm so angry. But this is, you know, maybe the step one is actually lose your shit, okay? (laughs) So I did. And then I surrendered, and I said, okay, this is not who I am, and this is not what I teach, so I welcome in forgiveness. I'm willing to forgive. Simple words. I'm willing to forgive. And I started off just every day for about a 40-day practice saying I'm willing to forgive. That was my prayer every morning. I know I'm still angry. I want to punch this person in the face. I never want to see them again. But I'm willing to forgive. And I didn't expect myself to know how or why, but I just stayed willing. And being in the experience of the willingness to forgive, I was guided through my meditation. And for me, some of the deepest, darkest experiences of forgiveness that I needed to have come forth have come through meditation. And sometimes our inner guide will show us images or bring forth ideas through our meditation that we may not be able to get to with our logical mind. I'd woken up and I said, I'm willing to forgive. And then I just sat down to my morning meditation with no agenda whatsoever, but just a desire to forgive. And so in that stillness, I'm just sitting and I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm repeating my mantra and meditating. And all of a sudden I started to think about this teacher, this mentor of mine that I was so resentful of. And I started to see him on the stage and I just started to think about how much I loved him. And how much light he has brought to my life. And how magnificent of a teacher he is. And how proud I was to be able to have him in my life as a friend. And I started to just feel this rush of gratitude come over me. And just feel completely at ease with who he was in my life. And I came out of the meditation. I was like, it's gone. It lifted. The light has come. I have forgiven the world. Beautiful lesson from A Course in Miracles. The light has come, I have forgiven the world. And here I was in the midst of this beautiful moment of forgiveness. But it got better. I walked up to the steps of my loft where I have an office in my apartment. And I started to get on my computer and I started working. And the first thing I noticed as my emails started to come in was the first email at the top of my inbox came in at the exact moment that I was in my bedroom meditating. The email was from him. And we hadn't spoken in probably a month and a half, maybe two months. The email at the top of the inbox came in at the exact moment that I was meditating. And the email subject says, I just want you to know, and I opened the email, how much you rock. That was it. He felt me. Or maybe I felt him. I was in New York city and he was in Los Angeles, but the cosmic guidance has no time or space and we're always available to receive that guidance just simply through our intentions. And so here I was and I experienced the miracle of forgiveness. And I I tell this story to you because I want to just offer you an opportunity to see how simple forgiveness can be, how easy it can be to be in the expression of what it feels like to just have something lift and not have to know why, not have to have a logical explanation, not have to have any reason for being, but just because it lifted, just because it lifted. So being in the expression and the experience of this joy, I came out of my office and I was like, yeah, this is good. And that's what I hope for all of you to have, just the experience of being willing to forgive. That that's it. That's the catalyst. So we'll just do a quick recap. You are the non-judgmental witness of your fear. You are always the humble, humble witness, surrendering, humbly surrendering. When you witness that fear, you offer it up in a humble surrender to the care of your inner guidance system. That is the holy instant. Stick around for the miracles that are bestowed upon you. What is it that comes in? And you know, when that guidance comes in, like in my friend's case, and that person said Meadows, he had two choices. We can always exercise free will. We can say, thank you. I'm going to listen. And I'm going to take that sign that I was asking for. Or he could have said, I'm not ready. I'm just going to pick up that drink again. So we can always exercise free will. So my hope and my intention is that when you invite the holy instant to your life, that you surrender even more to receive that guidance that you were longing for. And when that guidance comes, make sure, my friends, please say yes. And then practicing forgiveness through the experience, once again, of witnessing who you need to forgive, sending yourself on a 40-day journey of getting on your knees, saying a prayer, sitting in your meditation, walking on the beach, and just reciting to yourself, I'm willing to forgive. I'm willing to forgive. I'm willing to forgive myself. I'm willing to forgive my father. I'm willing to forgive my attacker. I'm willing to forgive ISIS. I'm willing to forgive Ebola. I'm willing to forgive whatever you are holding on to. I'm willing to forgive the airplane that I'm about to walk onto because I have no control over it. Whatever it is that you feel you are holding a grievance towards, you can forgive. I'm willing to forgive my thoughts. That's a good one. I'm willing to forgive my thoughts. When you start to align with a presence greater than you, and you surrender humbly, show me where to go, what to do, and what to say, and to whom, you will be given a world beyond your wildest dreams. You will be shown visions of things that you couldn't even comprehend. And even if you don't like it, as long as you stay in a humble, surrendered state, you will be led to exactly what you need the fun that comes, when you fully accept that you are here to be great, when you fully accept that you are here to be happy, when you fully accept that you are here to receive, when you fully accept that you can have the peace and the serenity and the joy and the wisdom and the purpose and the intention that you intend to bring to the world and that it is all available to you, that's when life gets very groovy. And so my hope and my intention is to wake you up to that presence. I more importantly, give you a really great New York City kick in the ass that says not only I'm awake to it, not only do I believe in it, but I am committed to it. I am unapologetic about my capacity to be great. I am unapologetic about my capacity to heal. I am unapologetic about my capacity to see beyond my physical sight. I am unapologetic about my capacity to shine as bright as I can shine because I trust and I know that when I shine bright, I give others permission to do the same. And in my glow, they wake up to and that is why we're here. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you wanna get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode.